from a bunker in beautiful Parkchester, the Bronx, it's electoral dysfunction. Now, here's your host, Tom Brennan. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Electoral Dysfunction, the show where comedians and experts debate the news of the week from the safety of their quarantines. I'm your host, Tom Brennan. Thanks for being with us for another week. Big news this week, by the way, in the city of New York. If you are not yet vaccinated uh, and you live in the city of New York and you're a resident of the city of New York, head to any city run site and on your first vaccine dose, you will get $100. That's a hundred good reasons on top of the reason of, you know, uh, protecting yourself against the deadly disease that has killed five, uh, was it 600,000, 700,000 or so of our fellow Americans? That's, to me, a good enough reason, but 100 bucks is pretty damn good, too. Head to nyc.gov slash vax4nyc. That's nyc.gov slash vax4, number four, NYC, for more information on locations that are participating in that incentive. Get that money. Uh, other big news here. Uh, we're about a little more than a week out from our first live show in Philadelphia since the pandemic began. We're going to be part of Crossroads Comedy. It's going to be a great show, and we can announce now <clears throat> that uh, comedian, host of uh, DTF, the Daryl and Timory Fun Hour, uh, and, and uh, a great guy, Daryl Charles, along with uh, the wonderfully talented Rachel Semigrand will be with us on that show and more people to announce soon. It's going to be a great show Friday, August 13th, 9.30 p.m. at Crossroads Comedy Theater. Uh, come on out and see us. It's going to be great to see you. We're excited to see you folks again. And you know what? You know, I'm going to break the news now as well. Uh, our old pal, uh, Kailani Palmasano is going to be with us as well. You know her as a host on WHYY down there. You know her writing in USA Today, food critic, uh, uh, cultural uh, expert. She's a great guest. We're really excited to have these folks. It's going to be a great conversation. So come on out Friday, 9.30 p.m., and if you are vaccinated, you will get 50% off your ticket at the door. Tickets, uh, a ticket link will be available in the description of this episode. Finally, just a quick heads up, we recorded this on Saturday, uh, and that was before some of the news changed in terms of Simone Biles and the fact that she will be participating in the balance beam competition. Uh, so we just aren't aware of that when we talk, but uh, uh, just want to make sure folks were aware in case you're like, you're not right, to which I would say, uh, I'm often not right. So you caught me again. That's it for me. Uh, we're going to kick it on over to the panel. Thanks for being with us. Get ready for it. It's a good one. Oh, the talking you're about to hear. <laughs> And join me in welcoming this week's panel. Very excited to have all these people here. Uh, uh, as we call it, the Robert George Memorial Panel, because Robert is not with us this week. <laughs> he's not dead, but he's dead to me. Uh, first up, uh, very excited to have uh, her back on the show from the great city of Philadelphia. She's policy director for the U.S. Federation of Co-ops, Mo Manklang Kingston. Hey, Mo, how are you? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Uh, re rest in peace, Robert George, for this day. And That's then right. we'll see you back again. 
Yep, like like Jesus, he shall uh, come back, uh, and then boom, people will worship him for centuries. Can you imagine that if you walk like flash forward a thousand years in the future and you walk into a temple and there's Robert, like a statue of him with his golfer's hat on, like pontificating and pontificating. Uh, also with the disaster movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then they all worship the bomb that undoes all of the Planet of the Apes' bad will. Uh, also with us, very funny comedian, also coming from the Philadelphia region, catch her new movie, Best Summer Ever, streaming now on Hulu. Shannon DeVito's back. Hey, Shannon, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. You know, I it's a it's a nice day. I just watched this great movie, Best Summer Ever, last night. It was it was a lot of fun. Such a sweet film and well made and an important movie too. So congrats oh, on it. Thank you so much for watching. That's so nice. Next. And of course, closing us out here uh, by her own description, tech CEO slash military veteran slash regularly does dumb stuff because she's asked to. Alana Duffy's back. Hey, Alana, how are you? Hey, I'm here, aren't I? Uh, you know, um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm still contemplating the worship of, of Robert George. And you know what? Like, don't rest in peace, pal. I hope I hope you're spinning wherever you are, pal. Spinning. It's a, a terrifying concept, both him being gone yeah. and him being worshipped, both of them. Like, we need him alive yeah. for no, us that's and for the future of society. Post, post-apocalyptic uh, uh, disaster, just, I watch a lot of zombie movies and a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff. And this this has now taken the place of like zombies in my dreams are statues of Robert George. Right. I love that, that you went to zombie movie. I was like, I was like, so which timeline are we in that there's statues of Robert George? I think I've been watching too many Marvel shows. I guess that's the moral of today's story. Is oh, I need man. to <laughs> I would love that if Robert George had been uh he remains in he is, yeah, that, that's what I kept picturing. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So he's not a completely a different persona, you know, <laughs> just throw in a few more puns. Uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, Kang the Conqueror is a real punster. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> uh, we miss you, Rob. Get better soon, even though you're not sick. Um, <laughs> still. Uh, or so, weirdly uh, dead. So, yeah. you know. Right, just to clarify, Robert George is neither dead nor sick. Uh, but uh, uh, speaking of dead and sick, COVID-19, uh, the Delta variant is back. Uh, it's, it's you know, as we discussed last week, it's like the Spider-Man movies. We just keep making more of them, no matter how hard society tries to move on. Uh, and this week, uh, you know, we've seen upticks of COVID around the country. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, the great state of Florida saw a 50% increase over this past week alone. Um, the good, the bad news of this is that the Delta variant is spiking numbers almost everywhere in the country. Uh, and the good news is, uh, when we have seen it in cases of people who are vaccinated, for example, there is a huge outbreak up in, uh, Massachusetts, uh, of which three fourths of the people who, you know, got vaccinated were what are referred to as breakthrough cases, COVID, uh, cases, despite being fully vaccinated. The good news is, we are seeing a very few hospitalizations, uh, very, very few deaths. I think, uh, uh, you know, something in the realm of 125,000 breakthrough cases versus more than 150 million vaccines, uh, which is a small number. 
But don't you worry, because the American news media is ready to blow that number out of proportion, as they did across the board on Friday, reporting on these breakthrough cases uh, as if they were the complete end of the world, ignoring the fact that, yes, we are having a real outbreak and a real pandemic that is taking lives, but is primarily taking the lives of unvaccinated people. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, we'll talk a little, let's, let's, let's start talking just about it, it feels discouraging, you know, uh, even to, to feel like we may have to go back to some mask mandates. We're seeing the United States government and governments around the country start to have vaccine uh, or mask requirements in offices. It can feel discouraging, but at the same time, uh, we can't lose sight of the fact that like the vaccines are effective, they are working. Uh, but I, I want to start there just talking about what it feels like to look back at this week and feel like it's a year and a half later almost and it's like still this and not still this for any good reason. That's, you know, uh, we can get into the specifics of who isn't getting vaccinated and why and, you know, not everyone who isn't getting vaccinated, I think, should be lumped under this umbrella of like crazy evil person. But uh, the reason that we are still dealing with this is because of uh, what is referred to as vaccine hesitancy in some of the population. We are still only a little bit more than 50% of the U.S. population fully vaccinated. Uh, and Mo, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on, on the week that was uh, as COVID's making a comeback. Uh, well, luckily, my extremely high-level anxiety, coupled with my complete distrust of most people, <laughs> uh, resulted in me continuing to wear a mask. So it hasn't really changed my life at all in the lives of, I feel like, most of the people I know, which which feels nice. Um, I, I mean, it, it's just baffling to watch people, like, fight so hard for something to, to not get a vaccine when, I mean, you've probably gotten a flu vaccine, right? These change every year. You get a different one every year. Deal with it, turkey. I don't know what to tell you. It's just not that, uh, I think it's, like, people need to get used to the idea uh, which I just, I, I, I frankly don't understand. And it really just makes me think it's like, this is not at all about actually getting a vaccine. And I don't think it ever has been. I think this is just kind of like a, a political like side taking thing. Um, but, uh, it is, it is really frightening. Like looking, I'm, I've just been looking at the latest, uh, uh, I don't know, cases by region and just looking at Louisiana, uh, like and seeing it like, oh, easily like double, triple what it is in any other place. Uh, oh, that's really scary. It's, uh, uh, I, I, and it, it does actually, it does make me think a lot about um, like when, when first the outbreak came, it was in the middle of winter where everybody's like, eh, whatever, we'll stay inside, who cares? But now that it's in the middle of summer, everybody's like, no, screw that, I'm going yeah. to the beach. It's a hard call. I'm like, you know, yeah, sure, there's a pandemic, but there's concerts and movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I make fun, but I also get it. I can't think of the number of times in the last few weeks where I've been like, I am vaccinated. I can go to the movies. Like it's hard. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, uh, it's a stressful thing for all of us. What's interesting, uh, uh, recent polling has shown that we've got sort of two groups that aren't getting vaccinated. You have your, uh, your hardcore, I won't get vaccinated. You're not going to, uh, uh, prick me with your needles or shove them in the arms and trample on my freedom. Uh, and then you have people who are still in a wait and see, a little anxious about the fact that these vaccines are not officially FDA approved, which is because the FDA approval process is a lengthy thing. They do have FDA emergency authorization, which the FDA does not 
normally do if they don't expect that something to be approved. Uh, and, and also just people who haven't gotten the best information on it. Not surprisingly, most of the people who fall into the refusal camp tend to be overwhelmingly white, uh, living in uh, suburban uh, uh, areas. Uh, and uh, the people who are, you know, waiting and seeing uh, and have not been given the best information, uh, take a wild guess onto whether or not they're white. <laughs> Usually, no. Um, and you know, in that, and I, that's what's sort of torn me. Like as mad as I get, I try to couple with the fact that you know I have immense privilege as a white person uh, and have always been told like a hundred percent the right thing by doctors, which is not always the case. <laughs> I've learned as I've gotten older. Uh, Shannon, your thoughts on on you know the the vax the the fact that we're still here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's super fun um, when you're a person with severe anxiety to have a pandemic um, and then to read as much as I do. And and, you know, clickbait is just running rampant as much, probably, if not more than the vaccine um, of headlines that you're just like, OK, so then what do I believe? And I honestly do. I, I, I sometimes believe that I'm a smart person. And so I think that like for someone like myself who who is fairly educated to be so vastly confused by what the real numbers are and what the real information is and like how many breakthrough cases actually are there are like am i safe is this like a real like what is actually happening and i think and i just think on that and and the people who are getting such misinformation what they must feel like because i feel yeah. like even though I seek out a lot of this information, they they are just being fed certain things. And so I I can I don't understand the idea of like not wanting to help other people. I think that's the part that it will always confuse me. But I do understand how confusing this all is. Yeah. And and if you are scared and you are just don't understand it. I can I can get why you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? Um, and I just want like I want to tell this story because this happened this morning. My um, my cousin, one of all my cousins are not vaccinated. Um, they're not listening, so it's fine. Um, but they um, one of we've been talking to them and like all of my fam my aunts and and I and obviously are vaccinated and and we've just been talking to some of them and one of them have just he's been given all kinds of wrong information about the vaccine and what it what it can do and all those things and we've been trying to like show him articles and show and talk to him about like why it's going to help people and all those things and he got vaccinated this morning so i think hey. you know it's really exciting if you just one take down. the time <laughs> yeah i know it's just one i know it's just one but like but I hey feel that's like one I, more than yesterday <laughs> yeah i think that like we just need to sort of take the time to really sit back and go, okay, I do understand that this is confusing and scary. Let's talk about it. Because yeah. I do, I do think there is some, there's a, you know, you're right. There are always going to be the people who are like, ah, F it, let's go. Um, but there are people I think who might actually just be confused. I think you're, you're absolutely right. Because when you look, particularly in the internet age, like, you know, if your website looks clean and normal, like then how, whatever is in it, like as long as like a thousand different links for like 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 every single disgusting thing in the world don't pop up every time I open it uh like and you know if you see a normal looking article like it looks and feels the same as a legitimate article and 
it's you know it's not even like you know there was a time where lying in this country had principles and was routed in truth uh or rooted in truth like in that like there would be people who would like connect tenuous connections and be like it's like people got vaccinated and you know three months later they died ignoring the fact that like they were 96 <laughs> and like death just came for them uh is the way it used to be but, like you have people out now who are just lying like straight up lying and if it looks believable and it occupies this same box that we all read all of our news in like i can't blame people for for potentially believing that or also being like well that's a lie but what else is a lie i don't know uh, I agree. Like I, and you know, it's it's one thing if you're acting in bad faith, as so many leaders unfortunately are, but it's another thing, you know, if you've just been given bad information. It's a hard. I have a hard time blaming people who've been given bad information. It's not lost on me that in the last two weeks, like Sean Hannity has come out and told people to get vaccinated, <laughs> like, which is, I think, you know, look, uh, I think nothing good of Sean Hannity, but I guarantee you was him being like, oh, wow, there's a lot of people who watch my show who are getting sick and dying. I better say something. <laughs> I need those. Yeah, viewers. I mean, he's he's going to lose half his, uh, he's going to lose half his uh, viewership if he doesn't actually say something and you know there there goes all of his endorsements and book deals and so forth yeah oh how will he ever be able to do any uh book about oh no it's bill o'reilly who does the books about killing jesus and killing him yeah you know yeah oh uh, and the movies yeah where's um, o'reilly on he, this how many people is he gonna yeah. kill in books yeah <laughs> he's just gonna start throwing his books at people you're not gonna be able to he, kill people um, anymore if you don't speak out for vaccines bill the, uh, um, uh, there, there's a conservative radio host, uh, very apparently very popular in like the out of the Nashville area or something, who is now like uh, they're trying to get him possibly on a ventilator because he was very anti-vaccine, and now uh, like his family just came out and was like, yeah, apparently one of his big regrets is. Uh, not having gotten the vaccine so super weird i guess we're all gonna go get it now um <laughs> yeah as he's not like getting the vaccine also not loving us enough <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah and it's it's friggin it's kind of hilarious and i know that uh we were going to talk a little bit about the um fact that the federal government is putting some of these mandates on on like who should get vaccinated and so forth. But like, because uh, I have friends who one would normally associate with, um, I don't know, logic and uh, and information and even just kind of doing what you're told because some of them are, are military members and um, I mean, when I went through the military, they were testing out a pneumonia vaccine. And in, so in basic training, when you line up, they just kind of give you shots, just like you literally walk down a line and they just jab stuff into your arm. I ended up getting this test vaccine for pneumonia. There's no opt out. There's no none of that nonsense. Um, you're, you belong to the government. And, uh, and so it was like, like you you sign a contract that essentially says, if you kill me, at least like, like you'll give some people some money. I don't even, I don't even remember that part being in there, but like, you know, maybe you'll pay for my college later. I don't know. So, um, 
they did. So thank you, taxpayers. But the uh, you're welcome. Thanks. The look of terror on Shannon DeVito's face while you described that was amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so four out of five people got the placebo, and then uh, there were a handful. uh, I was one of the lucky ones uh, who got the pneumonia vaccine. I got so sick like two weeks later um, for like for a couple of days and everyone who got that shot, like it was kind of like the COVID vaccine. It just took a little bit longer, but like some of us got like super, super sick, high fever. And then like two, like two or three days later, we were fine. But uh, so this is like the environment that you go through. And then so many of my friends, some of whom are still in the military are still like anti-mask or anti-vaccine and stuff like that. And they were like, oh my God, I can't believe the Pentagon is being ordered to make sure that all military members are vaccinated. And I was like, dude, like, duh, like, First of all, you live in a, an environment surrounded by other people and like you come in contact with all kinds of nonsense every day. But like they own you. You agreed to that. I just I I cannot conceive. I know pilots who are uh, who are saying like, I don't know, the, the vaccine. And sure, there's misinformation, but um uh, I think that some of it is that they are conspiracy theorists from the middle of, uh, like, you know, from, like, southern Indiana, and uh, they're not seeking out good information either. Right. And that's, I think, part of the problem, because if you are otherwise educated or, like, some people have been like, well, I'm a physicist, so I'm not going to get the vaccine because I know science. And I was like, ah, I feel like biology and physics are a little different, but you know, um, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. It is mind boggling to me. Um, but it's particularly confusing how, uh, these people are putting up a fight when they're like the Pentagon says, or the, even the federal government says that employees uh, are going to have to be vaccinated, uh, including like, if you are a federal employee employed at a federal hospital, you must be vaccinated. And people are putting up a pissing match about that. What, what is wrong with you? Oh, I, and I, like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Lana. I mean, I, I, I just, I, you know, I get, I get, I get mad. Are you mad? I hear you. Hi. So do I. Mo, you were, I think you, uh, please go ahead. Yeah, I also feel like, you know, we we passed like the guinea pig stage so that like, I'm like, can't we just trust some people just opted? Like, I, I'm pregnant right now and I got the vaccine and the complete disarray of uh, both like advisories from doctors and like opinions from like people who are or are going to be pregnant. Like, it's, it's, it's wild. And it's like, I'm in all these threads where people are like, I would never do this. And then there's like, 200 of us that say we got it totally fine and everybody's like no i'm definitely gonna die if i get this i'm like i i don't know what else could i what could i possibly tell you i do feel like we're at a tipping point though because i mean like 
uh, with Walmart, like the largest employer in the country mandating vaccines, I feel like that goes, that, I mean, like, you know, at Sean Handy and Walmart, like, I feel like these yeah. are two great <laughs> They're like, they're not exactly the wokest organizations. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, for, I, correct me if I'm wrong, the Walmart thing is only at their headquarters, though. I don't think that they're mandating it for employees across the country. Am I, I could have misread that. I'll look that up in a, in a moment to double check. Um, um, but I thought like, that it was still just a there. good precedent. No, it's um, great. It's absolutely great. And I think that that's the only way we're going to get out of this is if that like companies like that are like, hey, maybe this is a great idea and let's just do it. Um, because honestly, like as much as I believe in like our current administration, I, I think that it really is going to boil down to like Disney and like Walmart and and uh, like Target going, hey guys, just get vaccinated and we can call it a day. And then like, you know, and like venues. You're correct and, like, about you can't that come. being at the corporate headquarters, by the way. I mean, yeah. hopefully 90% of unvaccinated people are like me and did not read long enough to realize that it was just corporate Walmart. <laughs> regardless, yeah, but regardless. I hope so. <laughs> I, first of all, Mo, by the way, congratulations. Uh, and uh, also my heart goes out to you because if I've learned one thing, like I've never uh, obviously physically been pregnant, uh, it seems like uh, the world is full of people who give unsolicited, unqualified advice to pregnant people. Like I know unmarried men. <laughs> who are like, oh, here's what's going to happen. And like, I'll be listening to these conversations. And I just will be like, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Be quiet. So I apologize in advance for all of the unsolicited advice you're going to get for, for this journey you're on. <laughs> Blame seventh grade health class for that. That's true. Good point. That's Good like point. the last time that they watched the, the, the birth video or something and it traumatized them for life. You heard it but, first. Alana um, Duffy says no more health class. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, no. I, I want to no. ask cool evolution, question. health, forget it. Yeah, yeah. Don't teach any of it in school. Uh, I'm interested. <laughs> we, were, we started talking about this about government mandates. And I, I'm curious because I am someone like uh, I used to be someone who, like, if the government says you should get this vaccine or whatever, I was like, you paranoid lunatics, they wouldn't do that to us. Let's do it. Everyone get on board. 100% trust and faith. Uh, and then two things happened. Number one, I started working for a government. Uh, and number two, uh, Donald Trump became president. Now, the first one I throw out there, about, uh, the times where I worked in the government, wonderful experience. But I think all of us, you know, I have no, nothing to be afraid of or complain about. But I think all of us have a, a, a belief that like, you know, a slight distrust of anything that our bosses tell us to do. Like it's never lost. I mean, the most conservative people I know tend to be in like military and police and other government roles. And the most progressive people I know tend to work in the private sector. And I think part of that is just them being like, I don't trust this idiot in charge of me <laughs> to make decisions. Um, so like having been on the inside, I'm like, I now have a little bit more understanding of why people might, you know, not trust the intent, but trust, you know, have distrust issues in the efficiency uh, of government to get things done. And then on top of it, Donald Trump being president, like we talked about this on the show a lot, like, you know, I trust the scientists and I trust the CDC. Like, I can't deny if we were in a world where Donald Trump was like, everyone has to get vaccinated, you can't go back to work. Even I, who can fancies myself a smart person, would be like, hold on a second. <laughs> Is he trying to inject bleach into me? Uh, so that being said, I can appreciate why people, you know, you know, even if I disagree with them on policy and things, might just have a knee-jerk response to the idea of government mandates. 
And also, you know, a, a thing I hear a lot from people I know who work in government, and it's a good point, it's like government mandates should be held off until you absolutely need them. And the idea of someone, like the idea of government, you know, like forcing, saying like, you must do X, Y, or Z or else is never over, I don't think as productive as it could be. Like, it's one thing from the say, our employees, you know, and as you noted, like the federal government announced a lot of mandates for for various organizations, various departments, and then a day later, Disney and Walmart announce them. You know, the government can serve a role more by making that role for themselves and calling on other people to follow. Same thing here in New York City, we we announced uh, you know vaccine or weekly COVID testing mandates beginning September 13th. And I've already heard from friends of mine who work in small businesses, just if nothing else, how grateful they were that New York City government did that because that just gave them the cover to say like, we're going to do what, you know what, my policy is just going to be a hundred percent following what the government's doing for their people. You know, it also takes out of their, I think about businesses and, and how, you know, like I can appreciate how a, a small business, you know, particularly a public facing storefront, you know, might want to have a mass mandate, but they're like, Oh, I don't want to antagonize my customers. But if the government says they're going to have mass mandates they can be like, look, I'm just doing what the government thinks is best let's not have this interrupt the personal relationship that ensures that my business survives. Like it's a lot of coverage and it's helpful. Like I'm not hundred percent sure how helpful the idea of government being like, we're doing this or you're all doomed uh, is, but I do appreciate the idea of government being like, Hey, if you want to use X, Y, and Z, you got to be vaccinated. Uh, Lana Duffy uh, as the government, as someone who's been a Guinea pig from the government for its various made up vaccines. <laughs> uh, and I'm with you. I look, uh, you know, Walt Disney did this this week, uh, you know, announced it this week. And as a former Disney employee, of course, everything I say is in fact an opinion that is held by the Walt Disney Co- Corporation. Uh, <laughs> so I know what it's like to work for a giant, uh, all powerful group that can enforce its will upon you. But what your thoughts on in terms of, you know, these mandates that came out this week and where we go from here. I mean, well, as a, yeah, so as a government cast member, as opposed to a Disney cast member, um, like... Not nearly as good of a movie. Yeah, no, no. no very crappy movies. Um, the, I mean, and the government is essentially, it's, it is doing it for its own employees. So it's doing this for, uh, you know, people who work at the, at the VA hospitals, it's doing it for the military, it's doing it for a whole bunch of government offices. And it's essentially the same thing as just saying like, hey, if you want to work here in these close quarters, uh, you're going to have to get this vaccine. And as Shannon said, like, or maybe it was Mo, I don't remember. Uh, whatever. Uh, one of the other lovely ladies said, getting over that ammonia uh, vaccine. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. Um, the, uh, it's, it's a case of saying like the, the whole, it, it, like we're out of the guinea pig stage, like we're, and yeah, as someone who has been the, I, I don't know if I would say a government guinea pig, more like a lab rat, because they also like gave us little mazes to run through and like sometimes we got cheese at the end it was kind of nice um yeah, i do like nice. cheese. Free cheese but <laughs> yeah right like who's gonna turn down free cheese um, a, there was a huge provision in the patriot act to requisition 9.6 million dollars worth of cheese so yeah, <laughs> that's I, what it was for government government cheese real thing fed it to us at the end of the maze if we did a good job um but the uh it's 
it's totally reasonable because you are saying uh, you are supposed to be interacting with the public. Yours, uh, most jobs are in in the the government sectors where they are being told that they must get a vaccine are in positions that have a regular interaction with the public. The the military, when they are not deployed, primarily interacts closely with like the public, they're on public missions, the National Guard and so forth. They're going to disaster areas, places that are already festering pools of germs. And so, yeah, tell them like, you guys have to wear masks. You guys have to get vaccinated because also this is, we could get written up for getting frostbite for damaging government property. So like, let's, let's, uh, oh yeah, no, I I see your face there, Mo. By by government property, you you mean the bodies of the soldiers. Yeah. And wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can you can get written up for for getting heat stroke because you uh, got dehydrated. You can get written up for uh, for uh, getting frostbite because, again, but it's severe sunburn, damage government property. Um, yeah, no, uh, this is uh, I, you you sign on to certain things when you're when you uh, work for a machine like the government or Disney. And um, so it's, I, 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 you, you, I mean, you're already agreeing, like, if you tell me to go and get shot at, uh, I gotta go. So as all of us who worked at Disney did agree to do, you know, like, (laughs) I gotta say, this is an overwhelming advertisement for being a part of the U.S. military. Why is like, that on those commercials? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> you will be on property. <laughs> I had a, I had a, I had a great time. Uh, I also did get written up for getting frostbite at one point, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, that's why I <laughs> never actually thanked you for your service because I'm still <laughs> mad about the frostbite. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well that you know i'm someone who spent five months in goofy's gulag because i got the flu back in 2015. Uh, that's why i got fired uh, oh man is that somewhere uh, like in the small world ride like that's uh, no. like that's you're one of the people who has to like stand there and wave no it's in a basement in the delaware holding company building where disney gets all of its tax breaks <laughs> So, um, Shannon, your thoughts on uh, uh, government stormtroopers not using government property, i.e., their bodies, to knock down the doors and force vaccines on people? Uh, yeah, I loaded it. that question for you, but you know, thoughts on mandates and, and and the difference that they you know make at this point. No, I'm all here for um, the Death Star taking over. Um, I, you know, I'm pretty, like, let you know, just. Ah, I I want the mandates because I'm angry and I'm tired and I can't go do things because I'm a high risk person and now the world is starting to like fall back into the old things and and it's scary and I don't like it and I just want everyone to get vaccinated. Um, So I take back everything I said earlier about just talking to people. Um, (laughs) We'll talk to your family. Tell them with a shot and get out. Um, Here's the thing though. Okay, here, okay. We all, if you went to college, 
you had to get like 17 vaccines and they were all terrible. And, but we did it because we wanted to go to college. So how is this any different? I, I guess I like, I'm just, I'm just fascinated by how anyone can say this is different than that. Like if you want to go- I think it's the FDA approval. Like sure, it's the FDA approval. Okay, so then, uh, like, like in January, but, then you have to mandate. Like then it can be mandated, or like whenever it gets a, like physically approved, then then I guess like I just don't see how it's any different. Mo, you had a you had a point there. Uh, well, I, you know, you have to do the same thing if you're going to like grade school, right? It's like there are certain vaccines that you have to do. The thing that kind of baffles me though is like. It's like, yes, I, I actually also want the mandates, but also people's weird blind faith in the FDA is also kind of baffling to me. Like, I don't know, spray cheese is something that is like approved by the FDA, but <laughs> as here we are back be. on the, here we as are back on cheese be. again. <laughs> it always comes back to cheese in my Look. world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you are in Philly and that's what's supposed to be on your cheesesteak. So yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I just, I feel like the, the FDA is not uh, always the best judge of what is actually good to put in my body. So I, I just, I'm, I, I really realize how many people really yeah. depend on the FDA. And yeah. that is frankly terrifying to me. Look, much yeah. like the flu shot, I only have spray cheese once a year. So that's the thing. <laughs> now, if you had a flu shot every yeah. day, that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I am just going to say that, so, um, uh, and I guess because now this is a, an audio thing that this loses a little bit, but um, I have a, a fake foot um, and there is one piece, the, this attachment piece, not technically approved by the FDA. So therefore, it is super expensive. Uh, the, the VA has found ways to procure it for me. Um, but like... It took me so long to get the procedure done that like I had multiple other injuries in the meantime. And so it was like, you know, and it's all because they were like, well, we can't do that procedure because it's not FDA approved yet for like below the knee. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so I'll just keep it like the FDA is. And of course, this is because they'd already been doing this procedure in Australia and and Switzerland and Sweden and 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 all of these other places. And yet uh, the FDA is like, well, I don't know. So it's true. Like, so just just to clarify, and you mentioned just I want to, as you mentioned, since it's not a visual podcast, just to make sure we're all up, yeah. up to speed, your fake foot. Almost all of the parts of it are FDA approved, except for one piece that connects it to the rest of your life. <laughs> and because yeah. that one part is not connected, it is a costly, complicated process for you to get the rest of your completely safe foot. Yes. I like to think yeah. the FDA was looking at that foot and they're like, all right. Uh, okay, this part's good. What time is it? Was it Friday? <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Uh, this is good too. What about the other thing? Uh, let's come back to it on Monday. Come back to it on Monday. You <laughs> joke, but that is one hundred percent what joking. happens with, <laughs> with um, terrible medical equipment. I swear to God, there's like I I, I I totally feel you on my wheelchair. I got it denied. I've been in a wheelchair since I was 
seven. Like, it's not like I, this is a new thing. I, I had one thing that they didn't want to approve. So it spent three and a half years fighting to get a new wheelchair because of this one piece that they were like, eh, we don't think that is medically necessary. I'm like, how, what, why? So you yeah. joked that that's, they're like, mm, lunch is time, lunch time. <laughs> but it's honest to God, that's I, what happened. I should clarify, yeah, but, I'm not I joking mean, at all. And I, again, say this from having worked <laughs> for the government, I now understand like, and I don't mean that as a slam on the government, it's like every job, just what you're dealing with affects more people's direct lives. And in any office place, there's always the one thing that you're like, uh, that you're getting to. It's like my dad always used to have a chair that was covered in clothes and he covered it in clothes because he knew that my mom uh, would always complain about that chair and thus not ask him to do other things. Because <laughs> he knew the minute he cleaned it up, like then she'd be like, all right, I want you on this. That's the case in every office. And just unfortunately in the government, the chair covered in clothes tends to affect the lives of millions of yeah. people yeah it's yeah By like way, because Dad, sorry, like, oh. your chair scam uh, <laughs> <laughs> fortunately mom doesn't I listen feel, to this <laughs> so but i feel like the uh i feel like the, the the whole problem is is that the that is giving people and it is medically necessary that's why it got the emergency approval like that's that's why they are giving this vaccine is because they know it's medically necessary, but at the same time, they're like, eh, yeah, but still it's, a, it's, it's tough. And I feel like a lot of what is happening now is similar to so many other things in our delightful lives yeah. uh, governed by partisan politics of they, they just don't want the drama of being like, okay, no, like we'll actually like, we'll put some other stuff aside that we're working on so that we can appropriately like test and do our, our little FDA thing with this vaccine. And um, which by the way, does not include testing because they don't actually do that. They just pull it in from other people, but whatever. And so like, but they're, they just don't want the drama. They don't want the protests out in front of their office yeah. They would rather that people stand in front of Congress or that congressional members uh, bitch about the mask mandate in Congress or or whatever else. Yeah, um, no, it's I think I think that's a great point is to clarify that, like, you know, what it, why it's taking so long is not like a medical scientific process. It is a bureaucratic process. And I don't mean that as a pejorative, like sometimes that's good. Like the bureaucracy, like the the fine tooth comb can find, you know, like problems that may have been missed and can protect a lot of things. That's important. Uh, but exactly like they, I guarantee you right now in the FDA, there's like a thought, a debate of we could hurry this up, but we also don't want people to be like, oh, why did you hurry it up? Interesting. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Oh, leave it, it before, leave, but now you have, huh? Yeah. Who's, leave, who's, who's uh, leave all the... Leave the nasty signs and foul language on the CDC website. Like, yeah. don't don't bring it over to the FDA. We don't we don't we don't want to deal with that. Our social media team is is not equipped to handle yeah. that. I guarantee you, they're not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Risk or give it to the National Park Service. Their their team is like a plus. <laughs> Mo, Mo, Sorry, yeah, I interrupted I, you. No, no, no worries, Mo. Oh, okay. I just it's like the the in, the 
wildness of being like like our country is so risk oriented rather than care oriented that it is it, it's that's the thing that slows everything down because it makes everybody have to like show face to whatever person is like lining their pockets or you know uh this is what's wrong with capitalism <laughs> well exactly and like you know it's when you have a group of elected leaders uh you know protesting in the capital that their office space has certain requirements like every office space does uh you know you can appreciate that like people are like oh maybe this is an unusual moment you know like to you know rather than the usual process we should have for vaccines uh great point about our country being risk oriented rather than uh care oriented to transition to topic number two the olympics um guess what it's the first olympics since 1992 that i've watched any of uh and um which is not a criticism of the olympics i'm not a sports person um you know i watch uh uh the nba finals and then anytime the eagles have made it far into the nfl playoffs and that's it but uh, uh big news in the olympics this week when uh simone biles who is uh, well considered to be as best as i can understand it uh, the greatest uh, gymnast of all time, perhaps, um, has not, I, I, now I thought, I misunderstood this. I thought that she was completely pulling herself from active competition. She may do a few, uh, she may do a few, few of the, the co competitions for the gymnastics, but she pulled yeah. herself from a few, uh, a few important gymnastics events, mainly because she had felt, you know, she had underperformed a little early on and she felt that that was a result of mental health issues. Uh, and, uh, uh, predictably, uh, although I guess on the upside, like, I feel like, uh, most people, even some people who I expected to be terrible were like, that's, Hey, she's got to take care of herself. But predictably, of course, you know, the far right lunatics, including, uh, uh, I just like to invoke this guy because I went to middle school with him, this this uh, pundit named Buck Sexton, who if you ever see a photo of him, looks like a droopy faced guy named Buck Sexton. Uh, this guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I have, I, have a, I have a picture of him. Like uh, what a what a what a what a piece of shit this guy is i just need to expound for a second we went to a school <laughs> called saint david's school now saint david's imperfect school but i like them a lot they're good people it's an all boys catholic school uh and one thing they always uh pounded into our heads heads uh was uh uh you know this this expression that they be good men and like men for others service and just buck sexton this piece of shit trampling on everything that we were taught <laughs> because i guess he gets more clicks this way because he goes on tv pretends he used to be an nypd analyst if you used to be an nypd analyst and you're as young as him that means that your ass got fired uh i don't know that he got fired but i assume he got fired and uh on behalf of my opinion which as stated before is the opinion of the walt disney corporation <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a disgusting piece of shit. Anyway, um, <clears throat> fuck that guy. Uh, droopy face, <laughs> goddamn weirdo. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> uh, but a lot of people had this way saying like, oh, she's she's not toughing it out. She was being she was being selfish. She wasn't she wasn't thinking of the team first. Which, if nothing else, like that should be offensive because part of her reasoning when she had this incredibly revealing uh, interview with the press conference, part of why she pulled herself is because she thought she wasn't going to perform well uh, and thus that would hurt the team. Uh, but another thing that, you know, because gymnastics is such a like delicate sport and doesn't involve like, you know, like, you know, it's not a, it's not a team sport that involves, you know, like one-on-one -on -one direct physical competition, you know, that doesn't look aggressive. You might not notice this, you know, the average fan, it's one of the most dangerous sports 
in the world. Like people have ended careers based off of just like a one mislanded, you know, landing. And uh, it is not the it is not a sport to put yourself at. You know, like if you're not a hundred percent there, you should get the hell out of there. It's not basketball where you can have a bad game and come back the next game. You know, if you you know maybe hurt your ankle a little bit and come back a few games later, like one bad, one bad uh, competition for gymnastics. And that could be it for you. Um, you uh, but this, say it again, sorry. You could snap your neck. Yeah. Uh, rare that that happens in a lot yeah. of sports. Certainly not happening in the curling competition. Um, but I, I was, I was curious what, what all of our thoughts were, you know, on this stand that she took versus the, you know, the, the, the scumbags of the earth who came barreling out to talk about what a selfish person she was. Uh, Mo, we'll start. <laughs> oh man. Um, I was reading an article about how she was saying like, you know, um, she realized when she was practicing that she like lost track of like, her positioning. Yeah. And I was like, you're flying through the air. You gotta know what you're doing at all times. <laughs> I was like, it is just not worth it and I mean honestly I thought a lot about how um you know like we're very work oriented in a society like no matter what the job is and you know like you have to be doing the most the most all the time and you're only respected if you're doing the most and I was like man this is first of all very physically dangerous but also like for her to do this is like the only way people pay attention to the actual problem right like if she had done it and then she like broke her ankle because she didn't, she, she landed like incorrectly, right? Uh, that's a sad story. Like it's like certainly very like heartbreaking to see somebody like uh, hurt themselves in the middle of a competition, but it wouldn't be the same conversation. But like, exactly. this is literally the only way. And the, how fucked up is that? This is the only way to actually orient the conversation around like mental health in addition to physical health. It's just, it's baffling to me. Yeah, and I was really struck by the fact that people are like, what does she mean mental health? Like, what has she gone through this last year? And I was like, we all almost died. <laughs> like, a global pandemic, like, pretty much came after all of us. Unless you, like, even rich people, like, unless yeah. you are a rich person with an isolated place to go, <laughs> even rich people <Yeah>. died. <laughs> Normally, that's not the case with our problems. Normally, the rich people don't die. Ugh, I was so mad. I was like, yeah. we've all just went through a fucking year. Like, I am amazed that I get out of bed every morning and this person like went to Japan and competed in the Olympics for a little bit that's nuts to me yeah. I can't believe we're doing an Olympics during a pandemic I am and I am someone who has been a little like I'm not quite as bullish on the like no one should be doing anything like I'm I you know I feel like there's safe ways to enjoy things that that you know if your city and community is figuring out a way to do them, then like go out and enjoy yourself if you're fully vaccinated, you know, responsibly. Uh, but I can't believe we're doing an Olympics at all. This year. Like, uh, it's such a scam. Uh, like, it's just, I, uh, it's just I so watched, the Olympic Commission can make money. <laughs> go ahead, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, I watch, I watch two things uh, ever, uh, not just in the Olympics, but in general. Uh, and I watch a, a gymnastics and i watch soccer um and i believe uh, it's called football Lana, just so you're well i mean yeah i know i feel like you have a mostly american audience and i don't want to upset anybody by using foreign words uh, i have a uh, mostly pedantic audience so whatever, whatever you had said <laughs> what the response would have been would have been angry either yeah. way <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's also fair um the uh but i was a competitive gymnast for a long time growing up and um i was not very good uh at all because largely because i had a bad uh i had a bad practice at one point and uh landed on my head doing like a, and it was a pretty basic skill and um landed on my head and then after that i just had a block and uh, so i and i because i think it made me realize exactly what i was risking every time i was doing something uh like uh you know the and I th she is she is not yet uh, uh, Biles has not yet pulled out of beam and the floor exercise, but uh, I can't imagine that she, I, I, I have a feeling that she will likely um, pull out of one or both of those just because the, the impact that not being focused has, as Mo was mentioning, is this uh, like the proprioception and where your body is in space. And uh, a gymnast, did in fact get paralyzed at the Olympics several several years back. Um, a, a Carrie Strug, we all remember of, you know, like landing on one foot because she pushed herself to go again. Um, and it's because it's, and people who are saying like, oh, well, you know, mental health and all this, she has also the become the face of the abuse that has happened in the gymnastics world and the sexual abuse. And uh, she has, and that's all come out fairly recently. So, um, and this is one of the largest stages, international stages where people are looking at that and they're thinking about it and they're talking about it. And now she has to represent essentially all of these people who have lived through this repeat trauma for years to do her sport and it's so it's it's unbelievable that people are like not only what has she been through or mental health uh mental health whatever but uh and as mo was saying you know maybe if she had done something and not not said anything about her mental health and landed a friggin double and landed incorrectly doing a double Yuchenko on fault she she could have well died during the olympics because it is one of the most dangerous vaults to do and then though but everybody would be like oh i guess she just must up the landing no it's because her headspace wasn't right and she owes nothing to the people are like she's representing the United States. You you sign on to commit to represent the United States when you go to the Olympics. And that's why the women's soccer team can't kneel during the anthem because it's just like, oh my God, get over yourselves. Like you owe just nothing, Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. about I think about like exactly. you know, Olympians are sort of traditionally you know usually underpaid anyway. But like there's also like I think about this regardless of that, of of where you are in sports. Like even you know 
pro athletes here in America who are super rich. Like we have this weird sort of expectation that they will get hurt for us and agree with us that I don't understand. It's like, why aren't you getting injured for my amusement is crazy to me. Like I think about like, that's like the same up and down the line. And like, I think about that a lot, like, you know, like, you know, LeBron James has an entire infrastructure protecting him from a lot of things, but you know, uh, anything can happen out there and, you know, dead is dead, whether you're you know, a multi-billionaire or, you know, a, a amateur Olympian. And, but yeah, we have this weird sort of like, I expect only three things from my sports teams. Number one, go out and have a good game. Number two, get hurt. Number three, don't you fucking dare have an opinion <laughs> about anything. <laughs> and like, that's an insane thing <laughs> in any profession. Imagine if like a plumber showed up and you're like, I've got three questions. Can you fix this toilet? How willing to get hurt for me are you? And what are your opinions on this, 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 and this? Yeah. Follow up. Well, even- Either way, whether I agree with you or not, you're fired. <laughs> Even, uh, even who, uh, who was it? Who watches like American, uh, football, football, American, like, uh, uh, the, the, the throw the ball type. Right. Um, I believe it's called soccer. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) No, uh, uh, was it Tom Brady or whoever who kneeled at like, to like you no, know Tom give Brady is a Trump supporter he it definitely wasn't Tom Brady well but that's what I mean I don't I don't remember no 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 he didn't kneel during the anthem I mean like he actually like did a religious oh, like uh, uh, uh thanks Tebow, to God oh oh yeah, yeah. Tim Tim I don't Tebow, yeah thank I don't know I they're all like white dudes they all look the same to me but the um they all do uh, you're not wrong <laughs> so um but Just the variations on like this. He, <laughs> they're all Tom Brennan's to me. Yeah. They, uh, it, so, um, but he, he, he knelt and like, and there was a huge uprising of like, he's allowed to do that because, you know, it's his faith and all of this. And yet, like, you can't, I'm sorry, like, a, so, so he believes in that and he is using this very public platform to do this and you are fully in support. But if the if a portion of the women's soccer team does Maybe this at the Olympics now, I'm ignoring you. Uh, the uh, <laughs> and, uh, if the, if a portion of the women's team does this, all of a sudden it's a huge problem because now it's disrespecting the country, um, and like it's. And, uh, you know, like the, the famous photograph of the, uh, of the, the athletes raising their fists for, uh, uh, for equality on the Olympic podium in the 70s, uh, you know, there, there was a huge uprising about that, too. And they ended up getting, like, stripped of uh, awards and benefits when they got home. And it's just, it's so mind boggling to me that this is all happening. And also watching the Olympics, especially these team sports to an empty stadium is super weird anyway. Which is, I think, and I agree with you. Why are we having the Olympics? She mentioned that as being like a thing that threw her was just like, it's empty. I'm like, that's gotta be crazy weird. I can't imagine. Shannon, your your thoughts on on, uh, enemy of the country, Simone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well um uh, yeah uh, can't wait for that to be so, taken out of context 
that's the only clip I, I got that clip pull out. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing I don't like matter. Uh. And then I'm saying yes afterwards. Um great. I didn't want to be on SNL, it's fine. Um I uh yeah. You know, I think what we, I agree with what everyone is saying. And I, I, I think, you know, mental health is so important. And I was reading about that, that Soviet person who thought that she had to, with a broken leg, had to go out and fight for her country and then got paralyzed and like died. Um, and so I think, you know, what, what I think we're failing to remember too, is how young these people are. And they are put with the pressure of an entire country for no apparent reason, except that like we we want to get excited when they win. Yeah. Um, it's like, not like we get to seize land old. of other countries. Right, like, 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 <laughs> what are we getting if you win? Take like, that, Canada! Right, <laughs> like, ah, China, suck it. Um, yeah. Like, I'm also going to be taken out of context, but I, I'm okay with that one. Um, yes. uh, yeah, but like, like where, what do we get from that? Like, if they win a gold medal, besides, like, it's very exciting. And I, I'm, I'm a huge sports person, so, I, and I've been watching them because I love the Olympics and I, I love watching these the stories and the, and the people, like, fulfill their dreams. Like, I think that part of it to me is you know, they've been working so hard their whole life for this one thing. And when they finally achieve it, like the emotion that comes out of it, that all of that is so incredible to watch. And I, I love that part of it. But I do think we have to also take it into account that like, this is not the end of the universe if they don't win. Like, it's okay. Like, I, I, I love sports. And I, I when the Chicago Cubs won the, the World Series, I truly and honestly thought I died because I didn't like know what, I, I didn't know what just happened. But at the, the day after, like, or a week later, Trump got elected. So in reality, like, it, like the world continues. You'd like, have taken that trade. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a roller coaster. But like the world moves on. The, the world will continue. And so if this, if Simone Biles is, is pulling out of these sports for her, own safety and benefit she's going to honest to god change the world because like she um like she's going to she started this conversation with mental health and how we treat these athletes and like had she not done that who knows like yes she might have won like 17 more medals but like this may be her legacy and like that i think is going to be more impactful than her winning like seven more medals um and i i I respect her so much for it because it's that must have been beyond hard to do i cannot imagine and and even her team like uh her teammates have come out and said you know like when she uh when she was doing the vault uh, she was practicing the vault and uh, the the whole, it, it, this was during the, the qualifying, um, just to, to qualify for uh, the later events. It's like a weird thing that they do in the gymnastics. Uh, but she, uh, she was supposed to do a two and a half twist. She did a one and a half twist and her, and, and any, elite gymnast or any even any gymnast who has done any type of twisting like 
you could see on her face, especially when she was like landing exactly like she was, she had no idea where she was. And that's why she kind of staggered at the end of that halt because she, she, she had lost space and they could see it immediately. And all of her teammates were like, something is wrong. And like, it's one of the few places where you can actually see someone's mental health and focus. It's, it's a, it manifests physically. And the fact that they came out and were like, no, we could tell right away that, that there was something wrong. And yet people are still like, whatever, man, I don't care. Go win me some medals. You're supposed to be the greatest of all time. Uh, well, and, and a thing that gets me, like, if you ask anyone, like, you particularly ask parents, like, the like about why they get kids involved in sports, like, they, they never say it's like it's never oh because I expect them to win all of the championships. It's about like that sort of learning how to be a part of a team and learning how to how to be part of something bigger than yourself and seeing something through to completion and yes, like exercise and having fun. And like, maybe this is a product of me being like, you know, or maybe this is because I'm a product of the like, of the like extra effort award, you know, uh, era where everyone got a trophy. <laughs> I don't know. But like, I'm always baffled just in general with the coverage of the Olympics because people would be like, oh, so-and-so only got a silver medal or only got a bronze medal or right. didn't, get a, didn't get a medal at all. I'm like, they got, they went to the fucking Olympics. They're the eighth <laughs> best person in the world at what they just did. Yeah. That's like, incredible. Like, and yet everyone's yeah. just like, oh, gosh, it's too bad they didn't win any medals. And <laughs> yeah. And particularly- the, the, the only, <laughs> sorry, the, the only thing that has disappointed me so far I, I lied. I don't just watch uh, um, gymnastics and and football, uh, but uh, I also watch. <laughs> Damn it! Um, but the uh, is uh, but I also would watch like uh, because climbing, surfing, and skateboarding are all involved this year. Uh, I watch all three of those because I am a terrible surfer, uh, a uh, was a mediocre um, skateboarder, and I still am a rock climber. But like the uh, just the fe- the only thing that has seriously disappointed me is that we did not do well in skateboarding because I feel like that is a statement of our country. Yeah. At this we point, we're not like, doing well. It's so weird. Well, you know, it's I'm not so weird. I think if skateboarding like, yeah, had been Tony in the Olympics in like the '90s, then we'd be doing well. Here's the problem: oh, yeah. like yeah, we put if, it into the Olympics Tony Hawk after it's spread. Oh, I wish that Tony Hawk had had a chance. He would have been like the 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 snowboarder, like the flying tomato guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I I, I, like I agree with you. I think it's weird that we're not winning at skateboarding, but also. Again, they are the best at what they do and they are there. And I think that that's amazing, but also like maybe win, but like also whatever you want. I hope we, I hope this leads to us like doing what we did with the basketball team and like, you know, figuring out a way to make sure that like the top level pro skateboarders go and there's a thing, there's a predominantly white and suburban dream team. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, like the Hawaiians are doing awesome at surfing. 
and you know like getting their first like native hawaiian uh medals uh however to the to that point now they're like maybe we should just com compete as like the kingdom of hawaii and i was like ah, maybe you should still be a part of the u.s but Sorry, pal, um, we colonized your asses already those medals are out yeah we, brought yeah, we already Glorious yeah, ours medals belong to us. You're ours. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I can't what wait till Puerto Rico is also ours. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. The only only time it's okay to support colonialism when trying to get your gold medals for your country. Yeah. <laughs> we need that medal count, man. Also, it's probably not okay to support it. Uh, well, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much. I think we're gonna leave it there for now. Uh before we head out, uh Mo Mankling, where can uh Mo Mankling Kingston? I apologize. Where can folks follow you on the internet to find out more of what you're up to and 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 all that good stuff? Uh, you can follow me at Mo Manclang, M-O-M-A-N-K-L-E-N-G, on all the things, because I have a unique last name, and that is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear my weird rantings and mostly pictures of my garden. Hey. Cool. That's what the internet's about nowadays. Rants and uh and, and vegetables. Uh thank you very much, Mo. Shannon, where can where can folks see more of your stuff, find you on the internet, etc.? Uh you can follow me at Shannon DeVito. It's D-E-V-I-D-O, not T-O, which is would be much more beneficial. If I was related to Danny DeVito, I'd be much more successful. Um but uh yeah you can follow me there uh it's probably just a lot of me being mad about uh the cubs selling all my favorite players um and my dog but other than that it's really interesting to listen to no it's not <laughs> i thought the I'm cubs so sold sorry. your dog yeah oh hey. my dog's great she's awesome so follow me for the dog yeah. excellent uh thank you very much and lana duffy where can folks find you uh online uh, well, you can at least find my cats on, uh, on at Alana Duffy, E-L-A-N-A. -A. I, I have to be one of those people who spells my first name. Um, uh, yeah, at Alana Duffy, you can see pictures of my cats. Uh, occasionally, my really stupid cat riding uh, a very stupid robot vacuum. Um, and uh, yeah that and and me mostly babbling about uh tech nonsense sometimes uh football uh yeah stuff like or that soccer uh <laughs> well thank you very much panel uh wonderful conversation uh and we will be right back after this And that is it for another edition of Electoral Dysfunction. Thank you again to Shannon DeVito, Lana Duffy, and Mo Manklang Kingston. Thank you, as always, to Ned Thorne, our show announcer. Thank you to Joanne Harris, who did our show theme song. And thank you to Declan Shalvey and Jordi Belair, who designed the Electoral Dysfunction Eagle Art. Uh, and thanks to Robert George for not being dead. Um, <laughs> I'm Tom Brennan. As always, please follow me on Twitter at Brennanator, on Instagram at Brennanatorgram. And please come on out to Crossroads Comedy Theater, Friday, August 13th, 10th, 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 9.30 p.m. MMMM, 50% uh, off the door if you are fully vaccinated and 100% on if you're not fully vaccinated. So seems like a good deal to me. Save some money, save your own life, save other lives, get vaccinated. What more do you need? Uh, and we will be back next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.